All right, today we're in Romans chapter 3. This is Romans class number 9. And we'll pick up this week in verse number 20. Now, verse 20 is really... uh, Verse 20 really needs to be taken in light of verse 19. Pardon me there, I had a little mind lock. But verse 20 really has to be looked at in light of verse 19, especially that last portion of verse 19, which we covered in the last class. So in order to save time, we'll try to just hit the last part of the verse there in 19 and, and kind of let it flow over into verse 20. He says that every mouth may be stopped. Well, I better read the whole verse. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. Now, for what purpose? that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. So it's clear in verse 19 that the, that uh, as Galatians chapter 3 says, verse 24, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. God gave us the rules to prove that without those rules, we would do contrary to what God's will for us is. If God didn't say uh, not to commit adultery, we would commit adultery and it would whether he told us about it or not it would be contrary to his will now we have no excuse because he has given us what his will is what his directive is for our existence and so he says because the law uh, proves our guilt because the law stops us from arguing it closes our mouths that all the world may become guilty before him that every mouth may be stopped because it closes our mouths and arguing for our own righteousness then it leads to verse 20 therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight you can't keep rules that were given you to you to prove that you needed rules and then come out and say well i'm i'm righteous and good no you were only following what you were told to do It doesn't make you a righteous person simply because you obeyed. Now, uh, this is a very good and great look at the righteousness of God and the righteousness of man. He says, by the law is the knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now, Philippians chapter uh, 3, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 6 tells us about a little bit different kind of a righteousness. Philippians 3 and verse 6, he says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So uh, there's a little bit of a testimony being given by Paul here, verse 4 through 6. He says, I'm circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. Well, the law told them to be circumcised. Matter of fact, God told Abraham before the law to circumcise his children. That way, that circumcision would be a... When God saw the children of Israel, and he saw each one of those individual Israelites, males, bearing the sign of circumcision, that would point him back to the covenant that he had with Abraham. Uh, So he says, I'm circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. That's a reference to the law. He said, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. Gives him a lineage to Abraham. He said, in Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal. He said, this is how much zeal I had persecuting the church. He says, uh, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. 
So in one place, Romans chapter 3, you have the righteousness, which, uh, the righteousness of God, which is by faith. And in, in Philippians chapter 3, you're told that there is a righteousness which is in the law. And Paul said he was blameless according to that. Now that's a pretty high statement, but you've got to see the difference between these two. God told Abraham, look up in the stars and count them, and I'll give you that many children. And the Bible said, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Romans chapter 4 tells us that that counting of righteousness is an imputation. God gives you his righteousness. And that came by faith. So Paul is saying that there Paul is saying in Philippians chapter 3 there is a righteousness righteousness in the law and according to that righteousness he was blameless. In Romans chapter 3 he tells you there is a righteousness of God which is by faith verse number 22. So what's the difference between these two? The righteousness which is in the law Philippians chapter 3, which in that same chapter Paul said he counted that as dung. My blameless standing in the righteousness of the law, he said, I count that as dung so that I can win Christ. Well, the righteousness that is in the law is separate from this Romans chapter 3 righteousness of faith in this. God gave him rules and regulations. If those rules and regulations prove that Without those rules and regulations, he would have been uh, a, an adulterer, uh, one who dishonors God, a dis, uh, a dishonors his parents, uh, an idol worshiper, etc., etc. If that's true in Romans three nineteen and 20, then when Paul was given the law, when Moses was given the law, anybody between Moses and Christ was given the law, they would try to live according to those laws and in many instances they would come short in those laws and as a result of God knowing that they were going to come short in those laws Hebrews chapter 10 said that God gave them a sacrifice every year for sin that had to be made every year for sin because there was nobody that could keep that law without breaking that law so the righteousness in the law is not simply keeping all the rules and not breaking them. It's once you recognize you've broken them, you do what God says rather than justify yourself or justify your actions of why you must break this rule or why you slipped up and broke that law or why you broke up and went against this principle. Rather than doing that, you saw yourself as who you are. I broke God's law. God must have given me that law because he knew I was imperfect. Now there's a sacrifice to be made and I'm going to make that sacrifice. So the law keeper, the man who's trying to live under the law and keep the law and recognizing that he's coming short of that law is obedient unto God and offers the sacrifice for that trespass is blameless. He, he is obedient to God in trying to follow the laws he is obedient to God in offering the sacrifice that God requires for breaking those laws. This man is blameless even though he is a sinner. This is how you find uh, in the New Testament when God tells a man that's to be a pastor, he's to be blameless. Well, you could, you could brush that off by saying, well, nobody's blameless. Actually, people are blameless. If I'm a pastor, I can be a blameless pastor. Uh, and, and in my 
understanding of things, I am a blameless pastor. And But I'm only blameless in the sense that I have asked forgiveness for the things that God has revealed to me that I have that I have done. I've went astray. I've had a bad attitude. I've not studied as I should. I've not witnessed as I should. All these things when God shows me these things, when he shows me my fallibility compared with the scripture and I uh, invest myself in the atonement of Christ when I'm washed and cleansed, when when I'm repentant and amend my ways, these things are blameless. Now, if the Lord shows me I'm doing something wrong as a pastor and I continue in it and harden my neck, I'm not blameless. I'm no longer qualified. So there's a righteousness which is in the law, which just is a matter of obedience. Faith is not a matter of obedience. Faith is a matter of God said it, God showed it to me in his word, God sent a messenger to me, God sent a preacher to me, a witness to me. I heard the message I believed the message, and I I said, I believe this. So that is the difference between the righteousness which comes from faith and the righteousness which comes from the law. It's two different things. And the things cannot be mixed except for the fact that a man who hears God's message and believes God's message can apply that message, which is a separate matter. The application of a message from God is discipleship. The belief of God's message is faith. And a right faith will produce the right concept, the right viewpoint, the right mindset within the heart of that believer that he would follow God to be established, uh, to be nurtured up in grace and and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. All these things uh, go hand in hand. But that doesn't mean that they're the same thing. They are separate. They are separate separate issues and they should be viewed that way as you especially as you study through the book of Romans and Galatians so he says even the righteousness righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God that Jew or Gentile makes no difference uh, all individuals could be Democrat or Republican. When he says all have sinned, that means everybody on the earth. doesn't have to be Jew or Gentile or any specific kind of person for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So in verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness To declare his righteousness, not our righteousness, not the righteousness that is found in the law. Christ's sacrifice on the cross was made over and above any sacrifice that you could find in the Old Testament that was was, uh, put there as a stay or as a useful tool until the sacrifice could be made. The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says... For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So uh, let me read verse 22 and 24 together. Uh, Sometimes these colons and semicolons can remove your mind uh, from, from the topics at hand. So even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. So these people that are 
uh, receiving the righteousness of God by faith are being justified freely by his grace, not by works, not by the law. You, you have heard the gospel message, you have believed the gospel message, and in receiving that gospel message, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. When you receive it, you're justified freely by his grace without the works of the law. The redemption is found not in the law, verse 24. The redemption is found not in the law, but it's found in Christ Jesus. And of course, more specifically, in his death because he died for you, in his burial because he was buried, uh, because he was buried for you, and in his resurrection because he was raised so that you might be raised. He was raised again for your justification. All right. He says, verse 25, whom God hath set forth, Jesus Christ. God set forth Jesus Christ to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now, I'm going to come back. This is only a, a, basically a 13-minute class thus far, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to deal with propitiation and remission in the next class uh, it would be good if we could rush through it and finish but we would skip so many things and if we covered it all in one class it would draw it out so long and it would just be really uh, it would not really be advantageous to you in a in a classroom setting to do it that way so we'll come back in the next class and we'll cover propitiation will cover remission and perhaps a couple of more verses we can i think we can cover verse 26 through 28 uh, in that as well maybe a little more but we'll see when the time comes